Hey guys, do you like heavy metal? Do you like video games, comic books, movies, theme parks, or even cool TV shows? We've got the place for you. Metal Geeks. Time to rock out with your geek out. Here are your hosts, Kerry the Metal Geek, Dave, and George. Geek it out, fellas. Welcome, my friends, to episode number 238 of the Metal Geeks podcast. I am one of your hosts. I am Kerry the Metal Geek, along with George. That's George your cue. trips us. Who's your new nickname? Uh, not so brutal George. Not so or brutal something George. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> right? And we have uh, back to the show our good friend Justin the Metal Detector from the Mind Fudge Comedy Podcast. Welcome back, my friend. Happy to be back. It's been a while. Yeah, I was about yeah, to say, been it's been a while. It's uh, the it's the like the Nickelback song. It's been a while. Oh no, we don't want to talk about Nickelback. No, we don't. See, I knew Carrie was a fan. I'm a, I know that because Kevin Smith's podcast. Because every time he says it's been a while, he sings that. Oh, Kevin. See, I know Kevin. Why would you do that, Kevin? Uh, well, welcome to the show, everyone. We have uh, a fun show in store for you. We're going to talk about some metal. Um, we're going to talk about some Emmy nominations and what we've been, what we've been marveling and what we've been gaming and all that fun stuff. And, uh, we have something fun picked out for George hates metal and I am ready to tickle our geeks. How about you guys? I haven't had my geek tickled, tickled in a long time. So that sounds like a personal issue. I don't know. (laughs) We're not helping you on that one, dude. Uh, let's get into the show first. I wanted to talk about something that I'm excited for, um, they announced the lineup for Hell's Heroes returning um, to Houston, so it's coming to uh, the. Didn't it just happened like a month ago. It happened in back in March. I know it felt like it was like a month ago, a month ago already. But um, so March twenty first to twenty third at Wide Oak Music Hall. Um, I'm going to go through some of the bands that I think are really exciting. Um, you might not know everybody, but um, Ancient Wisdom great fucking band um night n-i-t-e great early moons uh Dawnbringer. um let's see kachamar if you know those guys are pretty good um these are some of the smaller bands so necrofire is playing uh traveler night demon sumerlands are coming back hellstar is doing a, a special set morbid saint um now here's where it gets exciting uh, you have Girl School, Eternal Champion, who've, who've been there before. I'm excited for a reunion of Watchtower. When they kept on posting, who do you want to have there? I kept on saying, we need a fucking Watchtower reunion. And it's happening with Jason McMaster from Dangerous Toys back in vocals. Um, Steel is playing, playing Demolition Hammer. Doro is doing a Warlock set. Rotting Christ is doing an old school set. Forbidden is playing Autopsy. I'm stoked for this next one. A Solitude Eternus reunion. They said it was never going to happen, but it's happening. It's worth going to the show just for that. And the three headliners you have are Candlemas doing a Nightfall set, Sodom, and fucking Queensryche doing like their first EP and their first album stuff. Now, we're going to talk about more of this kind of stuff on MSRCast. I know Sean has some things he wants to say. We talked about they needed to diversify a little bit more from like the new wave of like heavy metal stuff. 
and they really have done it this past year. And then like this lineup, it's really fucking eclectic and really good. Couple of really rare performances. Honestly, it's I, I'm I'm excited for it. Um, I'm going to try to get uh, Christian on the show so we can discuss it because I'm interested how it's gone from this small like you know seven or eight band event that he started to what it is today. Because this is it's turn it's turning Houston into one of the um, places you have to go to for a metal festival in 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 Texas or in America. Really, I know uh, George doesn't know one of these bands on the list. Not a single one. <laughs> you don't know one band on the list, dude. Queen's right. Come on. Uh, I've heard of them. I don't listen to them. You never heard of Rotting Christ? I've heard of them as well. I All just right. don't listen to them. What either. about Doro? Doro Pesh. Come on. It sounds like a made-up villain is what it sounds like. <laughs> That's Goro from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> He's that, the knockoff villain is what it sounds like. Yes. Uh, what about you, uh, Justin? I know not a lot I, of this is up your alley, but... I know all the bands. I just am not a huge fan of a lot of them. I like Knight. I like Rotting Christ. I like some of the others. Uh, I cool don't things like, happen at nighttime. I don't, right. like, I don't like any of them enough to go to the show, though. <laughs> wow. Like I, it's it's hard for me to go to concerts, you know. I have a, I have kids. I have it's true. You know, I live far away, um, so I have to be a little bit selective on the shows I go to. But I mean, I got to see pretty much all the bands that I've been wanting to see for the last three or four years this year. So I can't. Yeah, really we complain. let's talk about that because we haven't had you on the show in a while. So what shows have you seen that are, are in the past year that really uh, made you excited? Well, I went and saw Garia, which, you know, if you've listened to me talk on Metal Geeks or MSR Cast before, you know, I'm a huge fan of. Uh, they were incredible live. Um, you know, they did the whole black body paint and face mask thing. So, you know, it was a very, like, interpretive dance sort of set while they're playing. But they played almost all of Limbo, and they played a couple of songs off uh, Mirage. I was, uh, I still right. get my record from you, George, by the way. <laughs> Can you bring it when you come? On Saturday, oh, yeah, sure. I will <laughs> have a record for you that, too. I will put that at my uh, kitchen table, so I won't forget. <laughs> I keep forgetting about that, but they were fantastic live. Uh, I saw Harakiri for the Sky, which uh, is one of my favorite bands of all time. I absolutely love those guys. They were so amazing live. Um, I, I couldn't even explain how good they were. And the cool thing was, I saw it at the Arcadian which is a relatively small venue. It's sort of about the same size as Scout Bar. Uh, uh, yeah, Acadia or? Uh, the Arcadian, I think yeah. it's called. Yeah, no, Acadia uh, Bar. I've been there once. I saw a Wolfheart there. Okay. Yeah. But it's it, not It's not very big. And um, right. both fortunately and unfortunately, it was a rainy night, so the show was not very full. I think there was only like 100 people there. <laughs> uh, so I was like right up near the stage. Like I watched the whole performance up close. Um, you know, the singer like came down into the audience and was like singing and stuff. I mean, it was, it was a really cool show. Uh, what else did I see? Um, those are the two that were most important to me, but I know there was one other, which, cause it's rare for me to go to three concerts in a year. It is right. <laughs> you know, with you having a newborn too. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, all those bands are, uh, was it, um, River of the Nile? It was Rivers of Nile. It yeah. had to be, right? Yeah, it was uh, when they were doing the work tour. Um, and they were excellent as well. 
I got COVID right after that concert. I don't know if it was related or not. <laughs> well, it might have been worse then. Yeah, uh, if, if there was a band that was going to get me COVID, uh, I'm okay with it being Rivers. Speaking uh, of, have you heard the new single they put out? I have not. Uh, suborbital, whatever. I can't think it's, of the name of it at the moment. This is not, George, it's an audio podcast. You have to say something. You can't just shake your head. I've not seen that or have heard of that. Right. I actually only listened to one song of theirs and I go, not for me. <laughs> well, you might like the new stuff. It's a lot more... Progressive, uh, progressive, I, and I think and I did hear it. It came on my. I have a on Spotify. They do like a weekly new releases for me, and that I always check it out on Fridays. And I think that did come up for me. They've always been pretty progressive, but I mean, yeah, this is more traditional prog style. Oh yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, with a lot more like electronic music built into it too. They've kind of they they finished their their story cycle with the four albums, and then they changed their singer. And yep. I wasn't sure I was going to like the new guy, but he's great. I can't think of his name either. Uh, I was really impressed with the first track off the new album. I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do. I saw a couple of concerts recently too. Um, I, I definitely went into more detail than the last MSR cast episode, but I went and saw uh, what, two weekends ago, uh, Animals Leaders, Devin Townsend, and Dream Seater. Um, it's a cool holy, lineup. It's a great lineup. Uh, Dream Theater, uh, they're, they're you know they're good live, but James Labrie, man, so, there's there's times when he sounds phenomenal, but there's times where he just can't catch that note and it does it's it's cringeworthy. And then at the, at the end of their set, uh, Devin came out and uh, sang with him, and man, I'd be embarrassed to, to to be on the same stage as Devin was singing with me. Why? It was, because he's so fucking good comparatively, you know, um, that was a fun show though. I mean, it was at smart financial. We got there and we walked up, we walked in they're like, Oh, Hey, you, uh, you need to go to that table over to the right. We're like, okay. We go to the table. They're like, yeah, your section's been closed for tonight. Here's tickets. And they gave us like fucking eight road tickets for the show. <laughs> oh, wow. We're like, all right, we'll take upgrade, it. Upgrade, man. Upgrade. It was, it was great. Um, I think the weekend before that, I went to White Oak Music Hall to, to the outside stage, and I saw um, uh, the Les Claypool Frog Brigade. I'm, you know, I grew up as a Primus nerd, and I couldn't miss seeing Les Claypool and Sean Lennon playing together. It was definitely a different crowd and a different experience <laughs> experience than I'm used to, but uh, it was a lot of fun. The opening act was uh, Adrian Ballou and. Well, I can't see the guy's name. He was from uh, Talking Heads. So all they basically did, they did Talking Heads songs, and they did like one King Crimson song. But it was fun. It was, it was a good time. Cool. Interesting. And uh, last weekend, we saw a completely different experience at the uh, at uh, the Smart Financial, Sherland Smart Financial. We went and saw the... The RuPaul Work the World Tour. Me, my, work the my world. Did, did you work it? I did work it. There you go. And I didn't have to twerk it either. Um, man, that show was fucking loud. That's all <laughs> I got to say. Um, I mean, I've been to a loud metal show, but this was like turned up to like the ultimate degree. Uh, and they did the same thing. We were sitting up on the, like, the third floor and this lady came up to us. And she's like, hey, do you guys want to sit on the floor? We're like, sure. And so we got new tickets. 
They, um, just, re- they just recognize you at this point. They're, they're like, they're oh, like yeah, just dude. give that guy free tickets. So he's going to start a podcast eventually. We might as well. <laughs> right. So we're, we're, he's going to talk about it. You know, so maybe buy tickets, cheaper tickets on the third floor and get, with hopes to be moved down to the first floor. Not saying it's going to work every time, but it could. But uh, it was a it was a very interesting show. I didn't know what to expect. Like was that I've been to a drag show before where they just come out and do like each one does like a song and nothing sort of like tied together. You know what I mean? But was this was, this one like some kind of theme though. Yeah, it was a it was a weird version of like the fucking Matrix. Uh, like right. the red pill blue red pill blue pill, and it was just like. It was really weird, dude. I know you and your wife went to see one last year, right? Uh, yes, we did. I mean, and, I, I, I don't understand how a Matrix drag show works because doesn't everybody just dress the same? I mean, well, it's loosely based on the movie on, okay. on, on the topic. They're not. I mean, they did have leather. they did have the backup dancers at some point wearing the black leather stuff and all that. No, not really. They don't always wear black leather, <laughs> right? Uh, I don't remember all the the drag queens that we saw um oh my wife is in the other room saying rose if you know who that is um yeah apparently went to, to my high school like years after i did but um yeah it was fun i mean i don't know uh if i'd go to do it again why not i was just it was just a weird experience the uh, the inter you were weirded out by the drag queens. Oh, no, it was the whole. I wasn't expecting the whole super in depth, weird fucking like plot and shit like that. The funny that, the, that's the, just extra, man. Yeah, that's all. It was definitely extra. <laughs> <laughs> the the best part of it was they did like a like you know an intermission while they changed and did all the stuff. And one of the the hosts, I don't remember who it was now. Who was it? Asia O'Hara. She came out and pulled people up from the audience, you know, plants, and they came up and they did like a um, lip sync battle type of deal during the interview. You know, they did that during our show too, and I don't yeah. think they're plants. I think they're like actual like random it, guests. It might have been. They felt like plants to me, but it was still fun. I mean, that was my favorite part of it because that's what I was expecting. You know what I mean? Hmm. Not some weird Alice in Wonderland Matrix version of like loud music and light. I don't like going to concerts when the lights just like flash at the audience too much. That hurts my eyes. Metal shows epilepsy or something. No, but it just, it just bugs me. And a metal lot of metal shows, shows you're protected that. by the wall of fog. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, but there's been a metal show that I've been to where it's like, they, they just have that light that just flashes into the audience. You're like, yeah, dude, flash it on the stage. Not on me, man. I'm trying to watch the show, not be blinded. I, I felt very old saying that. I, I get I get what I was saying. It's okay. But um, yeah. What about you, Georgia? What have you been doing? You seen any shows, any concerts? No. All right. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been doing much. Um, I had my birthday last week. I know. I was there. Yeah. I saw I saw you guys there. Yeah. It was fun. Uh, played some games. Um. Saw a couple movies. Happy well, happy birthday to you and happy birthday to Dave since our last episode. You both of you guys have leveled up a year. There we go. 
Get and, my, and my daughter. She she turned a year yesterday. That's right. There you go. We're going to see you this weekend to celebrate well, her. Only cool kids have birthdays in the summer. Yep. Or hot kids because it's hot out there right now. It is. It is <laughs> boiling hot out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm only a few months from my birthday, so I'm going to be old. Technically not in the summer, Carrie. What can I say? Not part of the cool kid club. I didn't. No, I'm cool because I'm not in the summer. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, did you guys watch the Ahsoka trailer? I did. I saw it a couple of days ago. Full frontal Thrawn, man. We got to see Lars Mikkelsen as... Is it, uh, is it weird that I thought he looked a lot like Elon Musk with CGI makeup? <laughs> no. Yeah, because when I look at it, that's all I see is blue face Elon Musk with red eyes. It, it's it's basically Star Wars Rebels season five. I mean, sort of. live, I mean live action. Of. It, I mean, we're, it is. We're, we're venturing into mind fudge territory here, but what do you guys think about old Muskie versus Zuckerberg? <laughs> this cage fight that's going to happen. <laughs> I, it's, I, uh, it can't be any worse than uh, what was that other one that happened where. Uh, it's like it a bad episode. Like a YouTuber tried to yeah. fight somebody one Jake time. Paul tried to fight like the world champion in boxing or whatever. Yeah, and didn't get his ass handed. Are to they him. really gonna fight? Yeah, they're they're really gonna fight. The, the crazy thing is, like Mark Zuckerberg, like he he does jujitsu. He's like won some tournaments and stuff. Oh, really? He's actually a fighter, but like Elon Musk is just some like balding, chubby pothead tech billionaire <laughs> yeah but see what scares me about him is like elon musk is very villainous like he would just hire someone to like yeah. poison zuckerberg right before the show and so he's, gonna, he's like really I, I feel weakened. like elon musk will will be they'll be fighting and he'll push a button and the floor will open up and there'll be just a pool <laughs> of fucking sharks with lasers and shit i can see <laughs> it sharks with freaking laser beams <laughs> Man, um, yeah, that Ahsoka trailer. I'm excited for it. I, I, I love Rosario as the character. I love Rosario Dawson, regardless. Um, but yeah, yeah I, didn't, I didn't know that. You didn't know that? See, I, I, I'm just, I now. haven't, I haven't been sold on Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka yet. So hopefully, uh, this, hopefully, this show will change my opinion. Um, what about the? Have you? You? I, I, everybody was talking about this, but Wolverine coming back for the Deadpool, which yeah. they're still. Okay, so we're going to get into that in a second, but the pictures of him in his classic yellow costume looks amazing. Yeah, it's cool. The uh, CGI one that people fixed looks a lot cooler without the sleeves and the mask on. Well, maybe they'll maybe they'll they will fix it in in post. I don't know. Maybe he, he, I think he, I think he asked for sleeves because he didn't want to have to get all jacked, jacked up. Like he normally is right. That um, makes sense. He's good. Yeah. There. Yeah, he's older, and it would just take way too much time to get back into that kind of shape. I'd be like, yeah. too bad, man. But so they're filming it up for us. And during the the writer's strike, the SGA strike, right? Mm-hmm. So, well, it's, it's the writer's strike, and then now SAG just recently went on. We're, yeah, we're about to get to that. Now SAG, as of tomorrow or tonight, basically at 12.01 a.m. as we're recording, going on strike. So, yeah. Uh, every single a lot of AI generated shows. I mean, we already been getting those, whether we liked it or AI not. AI generated, yeah. The whole Secret Invasion intro was AI generated. It is not. But it okay. is. It's not. That's bullshit. It's not bullshit. They said it was. It's they used AI art, but it's not. It wasn't created by AI art. 
they wanted it to look like I know, I know. art. So they got there was a there's like a whole company of artists that made that intro. Yeah. Now, there's just because one. the intro looks like shit and it's not very good or compelling, and neither is the show. We're gonna get enough, that. Has, hold on, hold on, we're gonna get to that. the fact. There's but, a there's one guy working at that company doing that intro, and he just typed it into Chat GPT or whatever it was. I don't know. Okay. Um. No. Uh. So yeah, with the the writer strike and now the actor strike, and I get it. I I totally get it. We're gonna see way too much fucking unscripted fucking reality shows, I and mean, that's all they're gonna be able to do for a while, you know. I mean, it's like uh, what happened in like early two thousands all over again. Yeah. Except worse because now the actors are on strike. <laughs> right. So we're just gonna have to go back and everybody's gonna have to go back into like their back catalog. Time for the return of Tom Green. it's now his time to strike strike while the iron is lukewarm (laughs) well so what do you how do you think this will affect like i know because comic con san diego comic con is coming up what next week um they're not supposed to be able to do press tours press tours and podcast and promotion and uh they can do from what i read they can do actors can do signings but they can't be there to promote anything specific i think comic-con's moving away from celebrities and actors and movies well i think a lot i think they all moved away from that i think comic-con is slowly dying and breathing his last breaths like e3 e3 is gone it's done i don't know i mean uh, i never made it to sdcc it's always been something i've wanted to do but likewise uh, you know, it's George. I just right. want to walk it's around not, and look. It's not what it used to be, you know, but no, no, no cons are cons have changed and COVID changed cons even further. And, uh, you know, we'll never reclaim the glory days of five to seven years ago. <laughs> no, it's, that, it's, that's it's, all gone. It's impossible. It really is. Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, do you want to get into what we Marvel since we just talked about it a little bit? Sure. Yeah. Have you watched secret invasion? I've watched all four episodes. Me too. Four I've episodes? caught it. Damn, I've, I've seen I've seen two episodes. There's gonna be six total. Um, Don't worry, seen, you're not missing much. I was about to say you've seen enough. <laughs> um, okay, so I know from what George is already saying, he doesn't like it. There's a there's been some good acting in it, but the the overall plot it's just not good. It's not that I don't like it. I think when the show like works, it really works. Sure. Like Samuel Jackson is like acting the shit out of it. Yeah. He's like putting real emotion into his character, trying yeah. to make us care about Nick Fury. My biggest problem with the show is it's just god awful boring for no reason. Yeah. And it's a spy espionage show that shouldn't be boring. Right. No, I agree. It's, well, it's it's full of characters you just don't care about or know anything about, you know. Or they just they they do these things that are unearned, right? Like they like there's like there'll be like this big sudden reveal about something <laughs> and you're supposed to feel something about it, but you it, they didn't do anything to earn it. It was predictable too. And yeah, and it's also very predictable. Yeah, yeah. it's just uh you see every, every twist and turn coming. I'm definitely going to finish it just so I know what because I I well, to, I, I, to be honest, I mean, even if you, you know, I, it's been a long time since I've been a diehard comic fan reading regularly. Yeah. But I mean, for a good 10 or 15 year stretch, that was what I was all about. You know, yep. 
Call and, Uncle JC. Yeah, I mean, uh, Secret Invasion is just not that good of a story, even in the comic version. It's okay. The original one was okay. It's yeah, but it's just okay. Like I'm really kind of shocked that they made this into a TV series because yeah. who cares? Like I don't know. Like the idea of it was pretty had a lot of potential. Like I, I feel like the idea of like not knowing who you can trust and all the heroes still, that you thought I, were heroes are not heroes. I still think there's potential. I think it but sets it, up a lot of stuff for the MCU. There's only two episodes left. Like the, oh, no, 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 the no, next no. two episodes not are in not like show. two hours long, but not in this show, but in the future movies and stuff like that. See, it would have um, made, it would have made a lot more sense if they had released this also five years ago when the Avengers were still alive and around and they could have been involved in fighting against, you know, the scroll invasion. And then they could have introduced all like they, it could have been a bridge show to the next generation of heroes. Also, they did zero work for make to make us care about the scrolls in any it's, way. I mean, it, it's basically Eternals, the TV show. I mean, it's, it's the same, same feeling, same vibe you got from Eternals and secret invasion. The only character you can't give a shit about is Nick Fury. Yeah, essentially. He he's he yeah he's great in the show and maybe Maria Hill to a lesser extent but I mean I mean you saw the first two episodes <laughs> I've right? seen the first two episodes yeah okay good <laughs> spoiler alert it's, it was kind of cool to see Maria Hill again for two episodes <laughs> yeah you, like you saw how that went right yeah, one episode really yeah one episode really yeah she went she went to the mall she went back to the mall yep um you know it's not the best yeah but I mean the villain I don't. I mean, I get the 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 reasoning what he's doing, but it's it just it feels a little forced to the plot. But I mean, it, it kind of reminds me of the the bad guys in the Captain America or and Winter Soldier show, the the Russian people who were just blowing shit up. Like, it just their their motivations don't really fit the storyline. Yeah. All right, so we're all in agreement that uh, we'll finish watching it, but it's not great. Yeah, Samuel Jackson is. is I'm, I'm just waiting for them to let uh, for them to let Samuel Jackson drop one motherfucker. Somewhere. Oh, he will. It's a PG-13 show, I, right? He can say the f word once. You can say mother, mother fudger. Mother fudger. Maybe, maybe the whole show is going to be a device to bring Brie Larson back. I mean, <laughs> I mean, well, I mean having, there's that show, The Marvels, or movie, the movie that's yeah. coming out. This leads right into it because you know Fury doesn't die because he's in the Marvels movie so nick fury unless, anyways he's un- unless he's a scroll by the end of this movie uh, or uh, the marvels is a prequel well okay so nick fury he, the reason he's been alive for hundreds of years is because he has life model decoys super oh, super sure. well-designed androids that tony stark built for him that look like him sound like him are completely undetectable as robots but like are, like are really, well yeah yeah i mean they're basically robots he's controlling from the moon you know, so I mean, even if they do kill Fury, he's not actually going to be dead. Well, if they're going to send an LMD of Fury, they're not going to send the seventy-year-old guy, the seventy-year-old version. No, <laughs> they'll send the fifty-year-old version. You know? Yeah. I don't. Know. I mean, I I don't think they'll take that route with this TV show. Do you think they'll do that? No way. No, I don't. I mean, it'd be I don't. a nice nod to the comics people if they do try to kill him off and make it, you know, shocking, and then people are like, "Oh, well, how's he coming back in this other show?" You know, that would be how. Yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I agreed. Because, yeah, I don't know, if, is the Marvel's set? Because, like, he comes, he's come from the, what they, they don't call it sword in this, in the MCU, do they? 
No, they call it uh, Saber. Saber, yeah. thank you. So if he's coming from the Saber station in space, because he's you, we've seen him there in the trailer for the Marvels, is that set before this or after this? That's a good question. We have no idea. I don't know. There's no, real, there's no real way of knowing, I guess. Well, when the Marvels comes out, we'll probably know. Yeah, assuming we'll have to watch, wait. Watch the Marvel. I, I read an article today that okay, so Bob Iger they've renewed his contract to like twenty twenty six or something now. Man, they're like, we, man, we need more of that Bob Igerness. We need Bob Iger back, and they're they're like, uh, happy retirement to you, motherfucker. Did you see that <laughs> the, the CEO of Funko got fired. Did <laughs> no. <they? laughs> yeah. Well, they had all that extra. Did they problem. tell him the purchase of Mondo was a terrible idea. Yeah, well, I'm I'm sure that the failings of how they handled Mondo have something to do with him leaving. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, going back to Bob Iger, he made a uh, an article I read that he said that um, D- Disney was relying too much on creating content for streaming, and that's what's put uh, a damper in. Everything, especially Marvel stuff, right now. I mean, but that was his, that was his idea before he left. Well, yet to create a streaming service, but not to do so many. No, it was his idea to pump out a new Star Wars every year, pump out a new Marvel movie every like twice a year. That was his plan that he put out. Okay, and maybe what's he did it, it, and maybe what's maybe his face had to pick up the pieces and put the plan into place. Maybe but, I mean. He did, Whatever. I honestly, don't think, I honestly don't think that's bad, that bad. I mean, if you look at it, there's 60 years of great comics history to draw from to create stories and tell them in a, in a TV format that works. Yeah. But they just keep picking shit to, to try <laughs> to try to do it with. Like, they don't pick good storylines. They miscast characters. They, you know, they're fumbling around all over the place. I think it's because it's easier not to. Or it's easier to... It's easier to just produce mediocre shit than it is to try to make really make something really good that people care about. All right, let's let's move away from Marvel. What else have we been watching? Um, I want to talk about a couple things. Uh, I started watching The Bear like Friday or last. Yeah, season one. Oh wow! I've I've finished both of them. Oh, like it's a, a week. It's one of the best TV shows I've ever made. Binged the yeah, hell out of that show. That show has no right to be as good as it is to watch a show about. I, you know, I like cooking shows, but there's something about the characters in that show, like the brother with the Richie, right? The cousin. Cousin. Well, I like how season two had a completely all star cast. Yeah, everybody like wanted to be in it. Yeah, like I, 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 let's not ruin it. No one's seen it though, because yeah, I mean, I, that, that was a big like oh my god moment when I saw it. Yeah, that, uh, the party Maybe. episode. The, the the main the main thing of the show the main appeal is Jeremy Allen White like that guy is he has some real chops like he's awesome yeah uh, I've loved him since Shameless and yeah same here this is even better I never watched uh, Shameless so you absolutely first, should Shameless is like ever seeing him. one of my favorite shows ever now with the uh, the actor and the writer strike I'll have time to go back and rewatch a bunch of old shit <laughs> yeah, I think you'd like I mean, Shameless I don't think you have much of a choice to be honest with you. Uh, no I don't <laughs> um. Yeah, that the the one episode where they send it's Richie, right? The the cousin. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. They send him to go work in that other restaurant. That's one of the best episodes of TV in a long time. Yeah, I think that was my either my favorite or my second favorite episode. Yeah, it was so good. The Christmas episode is really hard to uh, really hard to top. It's, it's hard to watch too. 
Uh, it, re- it reminds me a lot of my family, I guess. And I, I felt very oddly seen on that in that episode. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, did they, like, watch my home movies and oh, fucking made a show about it? This is weird. That's the star-studded episode you're talking about. Man. Yeah. Everyone's like, I want to be, can I be in this episode, too? They're like, yeah, what do you want to well, do? I also love the episode where they went to, uh, what was it, Sweden? Where the, the, guy, the yes. baker guy went to go learn to bake? Denmark, wasn't it? Denmark, yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah, right. And then you come to learn it that uh, that the guy who taught him was also they were friend. also uh, not only friend but they were classmates. They yeah. they yeah. they went to the same restaurant together. That's, yeah, that was a that's a, that's a great Warlock. great show, man. It's awesome. Yeah, that was Adam, season two is one of the best seasons of TV ever. So that was Adam Warlock right there, the guy. Yeah, the yeah. He, he was, was also in. Uh, you're the Millers. Or the Millers, yeah. <laughs> Exactly right. I was gonna say Maze Runner, but I guess that works. <laughs> Nobody's ever seen the Maze Runner. Come on, I like the Maze Runner movies. I think they're pretty good. Um, what about uh, on your recommendation, George? Which I usually don't do very much. Uh, I started Damn. watching. I started watching. Tell me Silo. how you really feel. I'm I'm joking with you. I started watching Silo because I got access to Apple Plus. Right. Right. Um, I watched the first episode last probably last Friday. I haven't got back to it. Uh, that's a lot to get into. It's good so far though. I love it. I, I thought it was great. Um, I've been debating whether to read the book series or not, but I don't want to spoil the show. Uh, um, I think the, uh, the environment and the world building in the show is kind of better than the actual plotting of the show at times. But uh, Rebecca yeah, the world, Burgess, building, world building is pretty great so far. Absolutely. And it just gets better as the show goes on. And, um, I, I say that because like there are some like twists and turns that are kind of obvious if you're paying attention. Okay. Um, but Rebecca Ferguson is just I haven't got actually, to her. Well, she showed up at the very end of the first episode, so right. I haven't really seen her too much. She's a producer on the show, so okay. So it's kind of like a vehicle for her. Um, I really liked her in it. I thought she was great. Um, uh, Catherine and I, we both love watching it week to week and theorizing about stuff. Mm. Yeah, look again, you know, uh, Apple strikes again with some awesome sci-fi. Apple has everything on that, and everything I've seen has been really, really good. No, I don't Apple. know about that. I, that that M Night Shyamalan show well, sucks. Like it's I said, horrible. everything I've seen, I would never watch that. I, I gave it like no. Well, I you know how I feel about Shyamalan. I hate the guy. I don't think he's a good movie maker at all. But so I figured maybe TV's his venue. Maybe that's what he should be doing. Maybe he could tell a different format type of story, and it'll work for him, right? So. Right. What's the name of that show, George? I'm Servant. Sure Servant, right. So I watched like two and a half seasons of it, and I just literally could not do it anymore. I turned I it off. It. <laughs> it was fucking awful. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm good. I was I was honestly done by the end of season one, but Erica wanted to keep watching, so then we watched season two, and the first few episodes were okay, so I said, okay, I'll stick with it. So can can I give my piece? Like, yeah. I, I don't uh, disagree with you. I do think it's a terrible show. But at the same time, there are yeah. some episodes you go like, what the fuck is going on? This is amazing. And, right. Like, there's some really cool vibes. Like, it's a great vibe show. But but the vibes are so fucking fuck far between, man. Like, fuck if you try to understand what's going on in the show. It's impossible. The Village had great vibes, but it was a shit movie. Like, M. Night Shyamalan has... <laughs> some ability but it's not enough to make a coherent piece of art as far as i i feel i i don't i don't disagree with you like i don't think it's a good show i don't think it's for everyone clearly uh but 
eh, it has some charm to it every now and again. Have y'all? Did you guys watch the After Party first season? Yeah. Uh, I just watched the first episode of the new season tonight before we recorded. Oh shit! Is it out? I didn't realize out, it was out already. First two episodes are out. Oh cool! And the, the first episode, of course, you know another murder happens. Blah blah blah. But it's like set up like a as a retelling. He's trying to retell what's going on to somebody. I'm not going to spoil a lot, but it's set up like a rom com. Mm. Like it's well, that, that's very fitting for the main character. Totally, no, it totally is. That's a I love that show. It's so great. Um, the writing on that is. Fantastic, and Paul How Walter Hauser. What's that guy? I can't think of. It. I think I think that's right. Paul Walter yeah. Hauser. Yeah. yeah, he's he's in it. He's pretty great. Um, but yeah, Sam Richardson, man. Watching him on this show and then watching him on uh, Righteous Gemstones. Oh yeah, I he love, is in that. I, I forgot about Gemstones. that. <laughs> so let's talk about the new season. Uh, it started a little slower. The first episode had its moments, but it, it didn't have quite the oomph that season two had. But it's definitely picked back up. This last episode was phenomenal. Yes, the whole Steve Zahn storyline. I love Steve Zahn. He's great. I love Steve Zahn too. Yeah. Such a, is it season two or season three or season four? I thought this was season four. Season three. Yeah. I thought this was season four. I don't I think know yet. Fifth episode or the sixth episode just came out. Yeah. I think five. Yeah. Yeah. Righteous Gemstones, when it first came out, I was like, this is like perfect apex of everyone's like skills, writing and acting. Yeah. I thought it was like, this is like the perfect Venn diagram for everybody. Walt Goggins. Uh, he's great. In the, he's not a lot of uh, this season, but what he's done is pretty great. And uh, I, I think Danny McBride, guy? I think Danny McBride is Danny like McBride. Still somehow severely underrated. Cause I mean, he's done so many diverse stories and, and things that he's written and yeah. been involved in. And I mean, the guy has so much range. And I mean, I've loved him since Eastbound and Down. I, I think he's amazing. Everything. I, I can't think of a single thing I've watched him in that I've hated. What about I the Halloween that. movies that he? <laughs> I like the Halloween. Movies. Yeah, I thought they were fine. I just don't think. Uh, I mean, I'm not talking about his range, though. Doing, you know, writing like Righteous Gemstones, and then creating that, and then doing like the Halloween reboots. You know, that's a pretty big range right there. Absolutely. I mean, he's great. I I, I like him a lot. Um, yeah, that show, the whole show is pretty funny. Yeah, the whole, the whole cast is amazing. Um, I mean, even, even John Goodman is just like phenomenal. <laughs> John Goodman's doing some great work in that show. Yeah. Everybody's great. And, uh, what's his name? Adam Devine. Adam Devine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Devine. Fucking hilarious in this show. He was I know. born. I never thought, I never thought he was going to be the one from workaholics to, to make it kind of big, but he did. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I always thought the long curly hair would be the guy. That yeah, so did I. I thought I was going to be Blake. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, it never happened. Right? Yeah, I was just listening to an interview with um, Adam Devine on the, one of the Conan podcasts, and he was talking about that the Righteous Gemstones and how he was talking about you know how they got his 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 crew first got together. You know, it was it's very interesting. Um, and he has a new movie out on Netflix or something that he sort of produced. The Outlaws. Outlaws. Yeah, the Outlaws. I'm gonna watch it. I, I don't have a lot of high hopes for it right now, but I do want to watch it. I mean, there's not that much available to watch now, so it's a good time for a movie like that to come out. Uh, I've been watching old stuff. <laughs> what, what else do you have on your list, George? On because I want to get, I want to move over to uh, what we're gaming. Then I want to get into talk about some of the uh, stuff that's going on with the. I, uh, I, the, I still the got comedy. some TV shows to talk about. <laughs> oh, well, um, the couple of shows that I haven't mentioned yet is uh, the new Superman show, My Adventures with Superman. It's pretty great. What is that on? 
It's on uh, Cartoon Network, but they also show it on uh, HBO Max or Max. Really? Max, where to find HBO? Speaking I, of speaking of Superman, did you guys see the Flash movie? I did. Yes, I did. What did you guys? Did we think? not talk about it? I thought we talked about it. I mean, you might have. It wasn't around. I'm it just curious. Around. It wasn't here. Um, it was better than I I expected it to be. I had really low expectations. There was some good moments. Um, I didn't hate Ezra Miller in the in the movie, which I thought I would. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of the the fan service, like when they're in like that. If you're talking about the one Superman saying saying yeah. that we're talking about the Nick <laughs> Cage, I mean, right. come on, that's pretty brilliant right there. What about, what about you, George? Did you hate it? Uh, no, I didn't hate it. I thought it was mediocre, fine at best. I uh, they didn't tell anything new, and there was nothing really uh, super exciting that ever really happened. Did you expect and, there to be? Yeah, like I actually, it's, it's actually really enjoyed movie. it. I went, I went in with like bottom of the barrel expectations, and I saw it for free because I have a friend who works at the theater up here. Because uh, <laughs> I wasn't going to pay for it, <laughs> and I, mean, uh, I, I didn't hate it by any uh, stretch of the imagination. I just thought it was fine. I had a really fun time watching that movie. And I felt that, like uh, you want, you know? Yeah. I felt like it drags in a lot of places and it's like a little bit too long and doesn't get to the fun parts fast enough. I can but, see that. But yeah. other than that, I, I thought it was okay. okay. Uh, so go back to your Superman show. What is this about? What, what kind of show is it? It's a s- animated Superman show where a Superman is starting or Clark Kent is starting out his internship at the daily planet. And uh, he, he is best friends with Jimmy Olsen and they're like college roommates, and this is where he meets uh, another intern, which is Lois Lane, and their uh, adventures where he learns and discovers about what it is to be what, Superman. What kind of style of show is it? Is it, is it adult uh, comedy? Yeah. Is it kid no, comedy? no, no. It's it's very, I don't know. I, I, w- I would consider it very kid-friendly. There's okay. nothing really, like, absurd. It's not like Harley Quinn in any oh, way. Okay. Um, it's uh, has like a anime style to it a little bit. Yeah. Um, Jack Quaid, I think is his name. Yeah. He was is just Jack a comic Yeah, yeah, that guy. He does the voice of Superman. I think. Oh, really? Like, yeah, I think he does a great job. Uh, I don't remember the name of the girl who does Lois right now, but I think I think the she does a great job too. Hmm. I mean, um, it's, it's streaming on Max, the place to get to HBO. Yeah, the place where to watch HBO. <laughs> where to watch HBO. What else? Um, I've also uh, watched a binge, the show with Catherine. Uh, it's this very silly Netflix coming of age comedy called Never Have I Ever. Uh, it's a really, really funny, cutesy uh, teen show about a girl who. Uh, suffers through some serious trauma because she uh, sees her dad die of a heart attack in front of her while she's at a uh, band recital and it kind of like disrupts her life a little bit and then she's trying to like she has an epiphany where she doesn't want to die a virgin or anything like that so she makes it her uh, main mission in high school to get fucked by the uh, most hottest boy in school and uh, it's hilarious all right. 
<laughs> I'll take your word for it. I, you know, not my. It's a, it's, it's a uh, sweet, con- funny show. I, I think it's produced and written by uh, Mindy Kaling. At least the first season oh, okay. is. Mm. Um, she's not in it, and she it, her voice is not really like super prevalent in my opinion. Uh, but the characters are super sweet, very funny. Uh, they have a f- James McEnroe, the tennis player. Really? Yeah, he's the narrator of the show. Okay, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny to like see this Indian girl like go through uh, high school, and James McEnroe is narrating her life, and it's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, Would you watch- have? Oh, yeah, have you guys watched the uh, first half of the new season of The Witcher? I never finished the first season. I tried watching the first half of the new season of The Witcher. You didn't like it? It just felt really like uh, overly complex for no reason. I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. It, it felt like they were trying to be confusing on purpose without actually... I can, um, maybe, see, I guess I can maybe see that in the first episode because there was so much they had to come back to after the break and uh, also like anytime henry cavill is not on scene on this on screen like the show just like hits the brakes real hard like yeah i'm, I'm a little I don't, worried I don't, about i don't see anybody interesting in the show that's like capture capturing my attention i'm a little worried about what it's going to be like when they replace cavill it probably won't even be watchable at that point but with uh, liam hemsworth yeah but i figured we'd watch is that true agree. hmm is that true? They're replacing yeah. him? Yeah. yeah. He's going to be the new... Uh, what's his name? Same, same character? or Yeah, same character. They're just swapping him out. That's stupid. Why are they doing that? It's Geralt, right? Is that, what's it's Geralt, yeah. yeah. It was originally because Henry Cavill was going to go and do another Superman movie or something, or a James Bond movie or something, and then that didn't work out. So now they're just not. I think. I think... Henry also, Cavill. he was having some problems with the the production, the right. producers, and the writing of the show. Because he's he's a huge mega fan of the games, and he wanted to keep the storyline kind of true to the games, and they weren't really interested in doing that. So, I think he's also a big fan of the books too. Because, like, yeah. apparently, like what I've heard yeah. is that he'll use the book uh, books on set as citing material for like when he's like on screen. Like, oh no, we should do this because it's what in a, the book. What a nerd! He's a big nerd. Yeah, he's a huge nerd. <laughs> Like films himself building computers and shit. Yeah, no, that's cool. I like Henry Cavill. He's a good dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah cool dude. Uh, also, uh, I think the the what really happened. I, I don't really know because there's no real official thing. But he was hoping to be out of his contract to play Superman again, but that fell out, fell through, and then he quit the show altogether to per- pursue the Amazon produced show Warhammer. Where he oh, is right, he's, he's like a major producer and main actor in the show. He's a mega fan of Warhammer as well. Yeah, he yeah. has like uh, giant tables of it and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, a friend, yeah, of mine, yeah. a friend of mine has one of his whole rooms of his house just just Warhammered out, like giant tables and all kinds of crazy shit. It's weird. Do you watch the latest season of Black Mirror? I, oh yeah, shit! I forgot to write that in there. Thank you for <laughs> reminding me. Yeah, I watched it. I watched, I've never watched that show before, but I was like, I kept on hearing about that. The one with the girl, um, uh, about, about the, the TV show of her life or whatever. Oh, that was a new one. Yeah. 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 I've, I've, I haven't finished that episode, but I've started that. 
I, I've never seen the show before, so. Oh, Carrie, you got to go back and watch like all of Black Mirror. Do it really? Like season season one, like season one forward is great. Yeah, wow. there's there's so many like there are episodes that aren't great, but there are some episodes that are just like holy shit, that was amazing. But there's there's more hits than misses. There's more, I, more I, hits than misses. It's more, yeah. like, it's more like a Twilight Zone thing. So it's Absolutely, like, yeah. it is. It's an anthology they, series. Focus on technology. With a focus, but I feel like this time they did a lot more supernatural kind of stuff than they have before. Yeah, I which I thought was interesting, or it was because like they, they hit the bottom of the barrel, like they got nowhere else to go at yeah. this point. What was your favorite episode? Oh man, I really loved. Um, I loved the uh, the true crime one. I thought that was really good. And I really liked the uh, lady who was uh, convinced she had to kill people. The demon one. Oh, yeah. I liked the demon one a lot, too. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. the one I didn't like the most is probably the werewolf one. I yeah, the werewolf one was definitely the weakest one. I liked I liked the one with uh, uh, Jesse Pinkman. I can't think of his fucking name. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah I forgot about that one. That was, yeah. I think that, one, that one's definitely like... Uh, if it hasn't been nominated at Emmy, it should have been. Yeah, that one... I think that was, that was the best stellar. one. And I think like, my this should have been a movie. Yeah. I think my second favorite one was the one with the demon, uh, because it was just so right up yours in my alley. It was really funny. Yeah. You know, it's like seventies, uh, R and B singer demon convincing this Indian lady to murder people. <laughs> it was just like, this is George is going to love this. I love this. No, I thought it was <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. It was so good. I thought it was perfect that they didn't change his voice or anything. They were just like, no, this is like how I should look. So you don't freak out all the time. All right. Before, right. before okay guys, before we move on, I know George and I have both seen this and discussed this movie already. I want to spend a minute because uh, I think our next episode after Dave has seen it, we're going to spend a little bit more time discussing it and discussing the, the uh, the fandom of this character. So let's talk about Indiana Jones. I always want to say the pick of destiny, but the dial of destiny. The dial of destiny. Have you seen it, Justin? No, I haven't. Oh, okay. It's really hard to get out to the movies when you have a baby. <laughs> oh, it makes makes a lot of sense. That it's very true. We discussed this when we went out for your birthday, George. Uh, I I went in with mediocre expectations and loved the movie. I think great. they did a great job um, as a send off to Indiana Jones uh, because that last movie was fucking horrible. Um, hmm. mm. It wasn't. It wasn't that bad. It was George good. is so harsh on everything, but then that movie, he's just kind of like, "Well, it was. It was okay." It was Go back and look at the plot. Chance, like, <laughs> the first, the first hour, hour and ten minutes of that movie fucking rock solid Spielbergian yeah, I agree. Indiana Jones. And then they get to the jungle and they go, ah, eh, fuck it. I don't care anymore. <laughs> and it's not just because the Shia LaBeouf. Just toss some CGI in there. I don't give a shit. I don't, I don't care how he does this. But like speaking of this one, the first, what, 20 minutes of it are. I think set, it's 35 or 34 minutes. That much of it? Wow. Yeah. It's set in like 1944 and de-aged uh, Harrison Ford. There's a couple shots where it didn't look great. Like some of the CGI, like when they showed like the side of his face, I'm like, okay, that doesn't look good. And then him running on top of the train looked atrocious. That was some yeah. of the worst I had seen in a long time. I, uh, I, I know there's a lot of people out there and I, I feel like I'm in the minority. I, I uh, Let me first give my preference and thoughts and feelings about the movie. Um there was a like emotional roller coaster for me yeah, because me I watched it and I go, Oh man, this is going to be terrible. 
And then it got like, oh, this is kind of good. And then it went, oh, but it's kind of boring again. And then it got like fucking amazing. The last last 30 minutes of this movie, the best fucking Indiana Jones movie in a long time. Um, I I don't know. I, I, I it's hard to say because I don't think the set pieces in this movie were particular memorable, except for the last thirty minutes of this movie. I don't think there was anything like super stand out, like the car, the tuk tuk car chase thing, and in, uh, in Tangiers yeah. was fun and entertaining to watch, but it never really like got out of that like second gear you know never like broke into that like holy shit moment well, or those, like those things don't go very fast so <sighs> never mind <laughs> the set pieces never broke the no, second I, I, like, I like it, it never it never went into that other moment kind of like when uh if you think back to kingdom of the crystal soul because i think that's the only movie you can really compare dial no, to I, I agree um, the moment when, uh, do you remember the cafe that led to them getting on the motorcycle that led to the motorcycle chase through the library? Yeah, I think so. It's been a that, long time. That was that more like more entertaining and engaging and, and, and innovative, 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 innovative. Thank you. Uh, then a lot of the tuk tuk car chase that was in this movie. Is that, is that, is that what those things are called? Tuk tuks? Yeah. I learned and, something today. <laughs> I but on the other hand, I loved all the fucking quips that Harrison Ford or Indiana Jones had to say. Uh, I loved Phoebe Waller Bridge's character Helena. Yeah, I thought she was the perfect like mirrored vis- version of Indiana Jones. What about the new short round? He was fine. He he served the purpose, I guess. Yeah, maybe he, he, he was there where he needed to be and did the thing that he needed to do. And what, the, what did you think about Mad? Needed him to do it. What did you think about Madge as the villain and his uh, his his uh, reasoning for everything? Uh, meh, that was fine. I don't care. It, it was the means to an end to get them to the last thirty minutes of the movie, which yeah. I was like, okay, you sold me. I'm on the edge of my seat here. Yeah. Um. The only reason I say that, because, like, I don't know, I felt like Mads Mikkelsen was just, like, doing Mad Mikkelsen. Like, he was just playing himself. There's something about my... There's, there, <laughs> so, there's something about that. The, my childhood, my my um, emotional tying into the character and the old movies and then the, the music. When that Indiana Jones fanfare swells up... You're oh, just yeah, like, it's great. Oh, my right? God. It's, it's also, amazing. it's really awesome that John Williams came back for yes. one more score, right? Although it's kind of weird, like when you listen to the score. When I was listening to it, I'm like, "That's from Star Wars, <laughs> dude." He's like 92. Give him a break. That sounds like Han and Leia theme. Give him a break. <laughs> um, so we'll we'll discuss this more. Was was Dave. yeah, yeah. We'll we'll go in more detail. But I I loved it. It was great. I had a great time. Um, Nothing breaks the original trilogy for me, uh, but this does yeah. beat out uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. So only real, because it was more consistent and it had an amazing ending. So, so real quick, there's been five in indie movies. Your top five movies, go. Um, God, you're gonna put me on the spot because yep. they they swap sp- uh, spots all the time. Uh, so it's either Raiders, Last Crusade, Temple of Doom, Dial, and Kingdom of Crystal Skull. I'm. Um, yeah, actually, that's exactly where I'm at. 
Yeah. I love on the other day, though, my answer will go from Last Crusade yes. Raiders. Those two flip every I, depending I on think, what you ask me. Yeah, depends on my how I'm feeling. I think Last Crusade is my favorite Indiana Jones movie. Justin yeah. has something to say. Yeah, Last Crusade is my third favorite, probably. What? Uh, I don't know. Wait, if well, hold on. Well, I don't. Do so you hear parents, Justin anymore? I can't hear him anymore. What's going my on? My parents, uh, I don't know what it was, but for some reason, they wouldn't let us watch Last Crusade. Because we they hate there. Sean Connery. Maybe that's what it was. I don't know. They were, they said it was too adult for us, but then they that's let us watch Last Crusade. Crusade was way <laughs> too adult. Right? I never understood. Once I finally saw it, it didn't make any sense to me, but that's how it was when I was a kid. My uh, uncle snuck me in. Nobody in Last Crusade gets their heart taken out. Right. And Temple of Doom, when I you know when I first watched it, I was like, holy shit, this is the coolest movie I've ever seen. So Temple of Doom's always been my number one. Always. When when I was a kid, my uh, my parents didn't want me to. I was young, so Temple of Doom was like what nineteen eighty two. I think it's more like eighty four. Yeah. No, was it really? Yeah, because Last Crusade was eighty nine. Okay, that's that is right, huh? I I know I didn't see Raiders the first one in the theater when it first came out, but my uncle took me to see Temple of Doom even after my parents told him not to take me, and I remember that I. I, I yeah, rest in peace, Larry, but thank you for taking me to my first Indiana Jones movie. I was, what, nine or ten when it came out? My first exposure to Indiana Jones was Temple of Doom being on reruns on TV all yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. And then uh, McDonald's did a like a special to where you can get all three movies with a, like, a value meal or some shit like that. I think that was Pizza Hut. No, it was definitely McDonald's because I, I have the boxes somewhere and it has like a McDonald's logo on it. Oh, okay. That was, you're thinking yeah. of the X-Men animated series with Pizza Hut. Well, yeah, but they, they might have done a, a thing with Crystal Skull with Pizza Hut, if I remember correctly. I got, I got Bill and Ted 1 and 2 through Pizza Hut a long time ago. <laughs> I think I got Bill and Ted 2 through Pizza Hut as well. <laughs> nice. But anyway, then, then like once I got the VHSs, like I just you know watched them nonstop. Oh, yeah. they, like the fucking thing wore out. Yeah. All right, let's move on real quick. Um, what are we gaming? Uh, I want to talk about a game that I just I, I just beat. Um, Jedi Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Did you? Hey, complete- I I just finished that too. Did you? Yeah. Great game. I was awesome. I loved every second of it. I thought it was great. I, I now I need to go through and get all the yes. stupid extras now. I wish it was uh there was more uh, planets to explore like the first one. It felt like the first one had more, but maybe not. Um, it just felt you, you spent a lot I, of time. I feel planet. like on this game, you revisit the, a lot of the same planets over and over again. Yeah. Where versus versus the first game, you didn't do that as much. There was a couple of uh, holy crap moments in the, towards the end of this game that I was not expecting. No, oh, yeah, uh, was it the the big twist ending? Is that what you're talking about? Um, yeah, actually, because I did not expect that, um, and then. Seeing Vader in it was pretty cool. Yeah, dude. The moment where you get to play, uh, what's her name? Sari? Yeah, from the girl from Mad TV. Oh, shit. She is in Mad TV, ain't she? Oh, my God. I thought she looked familiar, and I could never place it. (laughs) Now that makes a lot more sense. Um. Yeah, I, I the the ability to have the powers of a full fledged Jedi master yeah. was awesome. Great fight. There's a lot of great fights in this game. It's just a lot of fun. And then the fact that she like goes toe to toe with Darth Vader was. What pretty were your? Cool. I know you could have two different uh, Force 
or, or play stances. Yeah. Which one did you use? Um, I did the uh, double bladed because I was an insecure fighter uh, because it really saves your ass in a fight. Was the double bladed, double sided blade? Yeah. Um, and then I went to the. I started with a single, and then I went to the dual, and I realized I sucked with the dual one. And then I went back to the single, and then you got the one with the gun. Yeah, I stayed. I stayed on the one with the gun yeah, for quite a bit. That's when I used that the most, and then I used um the I don't remember what stance it's called, but the one that uh, Kylo Ren has, like with like this. Oh, the big heavy one. I, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't use that at all. It was like it's just like a big. Both of them are like big heavy attacks. A lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. If you uh, if you're a Star Wars fan, you deserve uh, deserve your to yourself to make it. Go pick up this game. It's great. Like it's hard, but oh, yeah, it's definitely some fucking boss levels that I was just was ready to throw the controller through the window. I was like, "Fuck this game." <laughs> Uh, did you ever uh, lower the? Uh, on um, one of them, I did. Yeah, on one boss battle, I had to because it was one? just. Uh, it was the guy that keeps regenerating. Yeah, uh, the big purple guy, the I did big that looking guy. Yeah, I. It was, I'll admit, it's impossible to beat. I'll admit, I lowered the difficulty, and then after I beat the boss, I would raise it back up. You wouldn't. I would. Yeah, I oh, would. Yeah, you would. Yeah, I, after I beat the level, I went. I put it back to normal. Um, I was trying to figure out what game to play after that. So I, I remember I had Marvel's Midnight Suns in my, uh, in my collection, which I never got back to. And I started playing a little bit more of that. I'm not a huge turn-based strategy game, but there's a lot of good elements in that game that make it worthwhile. Uh, I want to pick up the DLC for that. Cause like the whole Deadpool DLC and. Is that the game with the uh, blade? Yes. Yeah. It has magic in it. I mean, writer and it's all like the supernatural Marvel characters. Yeah, so it has, it's Nico from the Runaway. Uh, yeah, Runaways and magic is, is in it. Scarlet Witch. Uh, also, uh, Wolverine in it. No, no, I thought he was. I thought Spider-Man he was on the cover. Huh? I, think da- I think Dakin is on the cover. Oh, I thought it was Wolverine on the cover. I don't. I haven't read. No, I haven't got Wolverine at all. Um, I don't know. I have that one too. I bought it for Steam Deck, but I haven't played it yet. You played it yet? I think yeah. you'll dig it. Um, if I ever get to it, <laughs> I, I was last time when George came over, we were hanging out after your birthday, and I showed him this game. Uh, I'm a, you know, I'm a big roller coaster fanboy and in strategy I never, game. I've never heard this before. It's true. I'm sorry to disappoint you guys. You spent but, like three thousand dollars on a high end gaming PC just to play Roller Coaster Tycoon. <laughs> maybe and to produce this podcast, yeah. Um so I picked up Park Beyond. I picked it up on the Xbox, which might have been my first mistake. Um that game is so fucking wonky. Um I'm I, I try to play it again the other night. I'm like, I'm gonna go back to like I was just playing like a sandbox mode and like four of the fucking things that I built all caught on fire and I hired like 25 people to try to fix it. Nobody does anything that I think the AI on the staff is broken. It's either that they don't like you. You don't pay. Apparently, it's just fucking annoying. And like, you're just a bad boss. I I, I am. And (laughs) there's just something about that. I mean, it's it, it's a fun game, the Impossify, which I, I showed you a little bit of. It's sort of cool where you can 
build up points and you can make your flat rides or your roller coasters or whatever impossible. Like, like they fly off the coaster and do weird shit, you know? Um, but I might wait for some more updates on that before I go back to it. Cause I was just frustrated. Just like, fucking pick up the trash, man. Come on. And you, in like roller coaster tycoon, you can actually, um, tell them in a certain area of where you want them to stay. You know what I mean? That's what you need to do as a boss. Just go to everybody, pick up the fucking trash, man. Come on. <laughs> they don't. Um, yeah, I mean it, I want to like it more than I do, but I don't know. Maybe I should have picked it up on the PC. I don't know. Maybe when it gets real cheap, like on some kind of steam sale or something, I'll pick it up there. You will rebuy it. I possibly rebuy a, a game. That's kind of mediocre. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> They're re-releasing Roller Coaster Tycoon Adventures on the Switch. I'm like, I might pick that up again. <laughs> it's bad, but whatever. Um, I I usually don't like these style of games, um, strategy or turn-based RPG games. But I heard a lot of good things about the new Final Fantasy. One from you, Justin. Well, Final Fantasy 16 is not. That's what I was about to say. I'm, action RPG. I'm an I'm an hour into it, and it's so the the first the first eight hours or so of the game are just spectacular, like visually. Yeah. Uh, it's an it's an it's like watching a movie. Yeah. Every single scene like, is just it's like watching Game of Thrones. Breathtaking. I mean, all the all the fights between the dominance and everything. It's it's just some of the best animation I've ever seen. Um, and the story is really good in the beginning too. Uh, it it does lull quite a bit once you get past that first eight hours. Um, really, I mean the game. Erica's not even done with it yet. She's you know forty hours in probably. Uh, from Jeez. about hour eight until hour thirty, not a whole lot happens. Really, uh, and then the game gets really good again at the end. Um, she's towards the end, so like from that point towards where she is now, it gets really good again. But differing from some other Final Fantasy games, it's really hard to determine who the villain is in the story. Um, mm, yeah. And the villain changes like five or six times as the story goes on, uh, which is kind of different because every other Final Fantasy, it's like one yeah. you know, big bad boss that they have to figure out how to beat. You know, And uh, I don't know. The gameplay is really good. The visuals are fantastic. The music is incredible as always. I like the characters. Um, Clive especially. He's a great lead character in a final fantasy game some of the tertiary characters like sid are fantastic clive's uncle is probably the best character in a long time in any final fantasy game uh but it does have some flaws so hey hey, justin can you do me a big favor can you back up just a little bit you're a little a little hot sorry is that good yeah that's better coming in hot Um, but i mean if you you like final fantasy and you like linear rpgs i mean i would classify it more as yeah. a linear action RPG than I had. Uh, I had a lot of money. Uh, well, not a lot of money, but like a thirty-five dollar gift card on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I picked it up cheaper. So I was like, "All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play it out. I'm gonna I'm gonna play some more of it this weekend." I think um, it's fun. I, I think I think it's worth the time investment. Um, it's I had the best a, Final Fantasy game I've seen since like nine. So I, I was like, I was all excited to play it. I I popped it into my system, and then I'm like, "All right, now there's a system update. I can't." can't do i can't download it yet so i that always happens i tried to do the, the system update and then it wasn't fucking working so i 
un I set up, I plugged directly into my my router and that didn't work, so I had to go into safe mode and then update I mean, it from safe mode. I'm like, what the fuck, man? I bought the Diablo 4 Ultimate Edition so I could play it early, and yeah. their servers were a giant mess that entire yeah. week leading up to the the game releasing. Right. So. <laughs> like the first night we got that, we tried playing and we're like, yeah, we're in, like we played it for like half an hour and they're like, we got kicked out. We're like, what happened? Servers are down. Fuck, really? <laughs> All right, um, they're more stable now. I do want to say before we move on, my wife wanted me to mention this game that she's playing that I bought her, uh, the Cat Quest collection on the Switch. <laughs> you ever played Cat Quest? It's uh, uh, it's fun. There's a sequel coming out called uh, something Cat's of the Scratch Fever. Mm-hmm. Cat Quest Two. Cat- no, it's actually the third one coming out. <laughs> uh, something of the Per Bean or something like that. Um, it's an over the top, uh, over overhead view game. Where you're, it's it's sort of like Zelda ish, where you're walking around and you're like fighting enemies and stuff like that. But it's really cute. She likes it a lot. Cool, cool. Um, do you want to get into? Uh, let's get into some of the Emmy nomination stuff because well, I, I didn't. T- I didn't talk about games. I never talk about games, you and I actually about been playing games. games. Now I can talk. Uh, well. well, well <laughs> I'll let You're you not allowed to talk about games, sir. Is that what it is? I forfeited my my rights well, to that. Well, you talked about Final Fantasy for like five minutes, so. Well, you you brought that game to the table. I, I mean, okay, well, <laughs> children, what let's not fight. Uh, so I've, I've been playing a lot of Elden Ring. Um, that's why I didn't. That's why I didn't let you talk about it. Oh, is that what it is? You know, we had uh, we had our friend Brittany on last time, like one of the last times I was on uh, Lepoli. And, uh, yeah, so she, she sold me on the game. Um, that's really what happened. And then when I had some free time and I had played it on your Steam Deck or no, I actually played Elden Ring on the Xbox. The Xbox. Uh, Okay. Yeah. I I figured it was going to look better and feel better on the series X. And I was just, I wanted to, you know, enjoy it and immerse myself the best way possible. That game is so deep. Like there's so much you can do so much. You can, mess up and then not be able to fix as you go along. <laughs> I, I tried in that game. I tried. I, I really did, but it was just not for me. Uh, it's, it's really a challenge because they really put you through like a simple tutorial and then drop you into the middle of the world. And you're like, okay, start killing shit. There's no story. There's no real guidance. Just one guy who makes fun of you for not having a girlfriend. And then the game starts. It's, it's really kind of weird, <laughs> but it's a, uh, it's one of the best games I've ever played in my entire life, to be honest. Wow. Um, the boss fights are spectacular. The music is great. Um, the characters are, are really, really deep, but you, you don't get the, any of the character stories from actually like just playing the game. Like you have to seek out all these side quests to like learn about the important characters in the Elden Ring world. And, um, it's a game that really requires and demands a lot this, of time and this- attention. I know it's been a while, but this is the the wasn't all the lore and all that written by uh, George R. R. Martin. Yeah, it was. Okay. Yeah, he, uh, he did a really good job. Really. He did a really good job. Yeah, um, he can write that, but not his fucking. That's tough to book. say. I know, I know. Yeah, <laughs> well, there's probably more money in the in the game that he. Got. I don't blame him. They ruined it with the TV series, and then he was just kind of like, "Okay, well, now I'm not going to." <laughs> <laughs> or he never really had an ending, and he was like, "Oh." Sorry, guys. I'm just really busy here. Yeah. Elden Ring took up a lot of my time. And like I said, I've been watching Erica play Final Fantasy 16. I bought her a PlayStation 5 for her birthday and a bunch of games. So 
she played Curse of the Sea Rats and uh, yeah, she was talking about that game. Yeah, she played Death Stranding. Um, oh, I'm now sorry. She's, now she's yeah, that game's that game's a lot of walking around. And I was about to say the walking simulator game. <laughs> yes, God, that game. <laughs> Jesus. And uh, you know now she's playing Final Fantasy. Um, and while she's playing Final Fantasy, I'm usually playing Diablo. Yeah. Uh, which I mean, I'm I'm a huge Diablo fan. I have been since the first game came out. I remember connecting to my friends on dial-up modem and you know killing the butcher for the first time and making it all the way to Diablo just to get disconnected and have our game crash and start over <laughs> way far away from him. Um, but Christian, who we is a fan friend of the show as well. And I yes, have started a uh, clan for the metal. Gear. I need to, I, I need to join that man. I yeah. have maybe tomorrow night. I'll, I'll jump on. Okay. Well, right now it's just me and Christian. Um, I'm a level 80 necromancer, and he's like oh. a level 60-ish. How did he have team? time to play video games with so much music? Well, he hasn't been listening to music. Remember they? I know, they, I know, I know. I know. We're not gonna talk about that, but yeah, yeah, I feel um, bad for him. I do feel bad for him too. But uh, yeah, if you want to play Diablo with us, how do you uh, find, how do you find it exactly? Because I want uh, if you are a Metal Geeks fan, and you want to play Diablo with us. I mean, I, I here here's how to do it. All you have to do is go to the clans and uh, join a clan, do a search for MGC or the Metal Geeks crew, okay. and it, it should pull it up. Um, if not, you can always message me in the Metal Geeks uh, Society Facebook yes. group, and I can give you my personal can account, and a, then you can just send me a friend request. Yeah, let's, let's, let's make a post in there about it more, um, how people can uh, sign up for it. So after you hear this episode this weekend, we will go to our Metal Geek Society uh, Facebook group. And we'll have a link on there. We'll, uh, how you can join. Season George, 1 starts July 20th, so I'm, I'm going to definitely be playing Diablo for like a year. You're going to get Diablo, Diablo 3 for about two years, so I imagine it'll be about the same for Diablo 4. I mean, yeah. I've never played Diablo in my life. I think you would actually enjoy it. Probably won't start playing. Do you have anything else, uh, Justin? Uh, no, I'm good. Okay. Uh, let's talk about this real quick because I know we're running late and I do want to get to George Hates Metal because I do have some metal stuff I want to talk about. But uh, today, the you know, it was everything going on was like the the writers and now the actor strike. The <laughs> the Emmy nominations came out today and there were some interesting things on here. I saw it. Uh, so let's go through some of it really quickly. Best drama series. Here are the, the nominations. Yellow Jackets. Uh, the White Lotus, which I thought was a great succession. Have you guys ever seen that? I know succession. It, yeah, yeah I'm on, season one. I'm, I'm watching the last season right now. It's great. Okay, I haven't started it yet. So, The Last of Us, House of the Dragon, The Crown, Better Call Saul, and then Andor. How is the Bear not on this list? Best drama. Too late, probably. I think they consider that uh, a, a comedy series. That's how. Oh. So we'll get to that, which is weird. I well, I, I can tell you who I want to win, and it's Better Call Saul. Yeah, same. 100%. Really? Yep. Okay. It's the best drama on that list. All right. I, I also think Bob Odenkirk should win Best Actor, too. Bob Odenkirk is great. Um, Always has been. Mr. Show. Yeah. Yes, totally. Well, I, he he really, like, went beyond I've ever so let me let me ask you this really really quick I've never I I started Breaking Bad I never finished it so I I never got to his character on that show 
Can oh, I yeah. watch Better Call Saul without watching? Sure. Yeah, of course. There's some like um, like callbacks or yeah. like some like uh, Easter eggs throughout. Um, There's really only one episode that focuses on this past life super strongly. Okay. Uh, that's uh, definitely toward the beginning, if I remember correctly. Right? Bob, yeah. or, or, Bob Odenkirk was great in that in Nobody, and he was great in The Bear. <laughs> uh, he's great. He's better in uh, in uh, Better Call Saul. Yeah. Okay. You know, he was one of the, uh, I was here like on Conan and different, uh, I'm a, a big SNL nerd. He was one of the writers, ma- main writers on that show. <laughs> and I heard Conan call him Odie the other day, and I thought that was funny. <laughs> Odie. Um, all right, so we'll, we'll go through the best actor. Uh, so Jeff Bridges, Brian Cox, Kieran Culkin, uh, Bob Odenkirk, Pedro Pascal, and Jeremy Strong. I mean, what roles are they nominated for? Uh, Odenkirk is Better Call Saul. Pedro was The Last of Us. Uh, most of them. Jeff Bridges Brian Cox, was... Carrie and Culkin, and Jeremy Strong. Yeah, Succession. Succession. And then Jeff Carrie Bridges, the old man. Delightfully weird in Succession. I used delightfully weird already. <laughs> More so in this, the in Succession. Uh, so Best Actress, we're going to go Sharon Horgan. I don't know who that is. Melanie Linsky, Elizabeth Moss, Bella Ramsey, Carrie Russell, and... Sarah Snook. Snook. I would actually like Melanie Linsky. She's really like come to her own, come into her own on yellow jackets. Like I just remember her originally being like the weird chick next door from yes! two and a half men. For two and a half but, men. I was about to say that. But she was, she's been good in everything I've she's watched. Been her good in. in everything I've ever seen. Yeah. Her it was in. great. In the last but of us. She's, I just don't, I don't know if I love her in yellow jackets per se, but I love her in movies and other stuff. Yeah. No, I haven't seen all. I haven't seen season two yet. I mean, you gotta oh, watch one? season two before you can say that because, like, the whole story focuses on her. So, I mean, they focused on her in season one as well. I just didn't feel like I don't know. She wasn't she wasn't blowing me away on season one, but like, she was in a few movies recently that I thought she was like exceptionally phenomenal in. I like her a lot. She's good. All right. Uh, do you want to do best supporting actor? So we have F. Murray Abraham. Uh, I'm not going to say the names of everything. So, in the White Lotus, yeah, uh, Nicholas Braun, Michael Imperioli, uh, Co James, White Lotus, White Lotus, yeah, yep, Matthew McFadden, Succession, Alan Ruck, come on, Ruck, uh, Will Sharp, and then Alexander Skarsgård. Alexander, wait, Skarsgård is, is in the Succession. He is a very minor role. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, who would you pick? Uh, I will probably, it's probably controversial, but I really liked F. Murray Abraham in the White Lotus. And I know he's going <laughs> through some uh, hot, hot, like, like personal problems right now. So I Is don't want to like, he was yeah, fun. I, I think he's, uh, like, was it like for sexual assault or something? I don't, I don't know. know. I haven't heard that. It's for Oh, so he like a little bit of character bleed there. Is that what happened? Yeah, pretty much. Like, uh, I really, I liked him in White Lotus. I thought he was the the funnest part of white Lotus and the sweetest old man ever. Who's just like a horn dog. So, okay. Best supporting actress. Uh, let's see. Jennifer Coolidge, uh, Megan Fahey, Sabrina Impacciatori, uh, Aubrey Plaza, Simona Tabasco. They're all from the white Lotus. And then you have Tabasco? Elizabeth Tabasco. That's what it says. Um, let's see. Raya Seahorn from better Carl Saul and, Jay Smith Cameron from Succession. 
I know who's gonna win. You know, it's it. Everybody's gonna win. <laughs> well, everybody's all over Jennifer Coolidge. You know, but but uh, Rhea, what's her name? That was the that was uh, what's her name in Saul, right? George. Yeah, she was uh, the girlfriend. Yeah, she was amazing in that. Yeah, role. she made that show basically. Yeah, she, she she cared like whenever Saul fault, whenever Bob Odekirk faltered even a little bit, she was there to carry the show. Nice. Like the, the two of them together are just so good. Um, I could totally see it going to her. It's kind of hard to judge this go because I haven't seen all of Succession, right? Um, but I mean, Jennifer Coolidge would be a, a fine choice as well. That last episode, that last episode was so good. It's just I, f- I find it unfair for Rhea to get a supporting actress. Uh, nom. She should, she should be. A she lead should actor, be. Right? Yeah, she should be yeah. the lead actress because she's in more than ninety percent of the episodes. Yeah, I agree. That does right. not make sense. Uh, best comedy series, right? The Bear. Uh, well, let me get to them first. <laughs> <laughs> um, Abbott Elementary. Yeah. Barry. Yeah. Do you, I don't consider Barry a comedy. Which it's is weird. Comedy. It's a dark comedy. Uh, uh, the Bear. I don't consider that really a comedy either. It is. Um, jury Duty. I don't know what that is. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Reality show. Only Murders in the Building. It wouldn't be on here then. Uh, Ted Lasso and then Wednesday. It's a scripted, non-scripted reality show. Well, that... I mean, like, the Bear's the only heavy hitter in that category, so it should win. <laughs> yeah. I'd be surprised if it doesn't win. The Bear or Barry, maybe. I mean, mm. I, as much as I love Barry, it has some major flaws. There was, a, there was some weirdness in this last season, I'll admit that. It has some major flaws, and The Bear is such a tight show. Like, there's it is no, a perfect show. Yeah, there's there's really no, like, give there at all, so I, I don't and, think it's even close. Okay, I find so, it silly that Wednesday got nominated. It's yeah, I know, right? Um, I can't even finish that. Okay, best actress in comedy: Christina Applegate, Rachel Brosnahan. Who? What does she yeah, just get? She's gonna be Lois Lane. Lois Lane. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, Quinta Brunson, Abbott Elementary, Natasha Leone, Jenna Ortega. I know it's my pick. Be, it's gonna be Rachel Bronson. No, she's won before though. Who was the first person you said? Uh, Christina Applegate. Dead to me. Yeah. I don't know the last, like as much as I love her and Christina and, and Linda Cardellini. Yeah, the last season of Dead to Me was not great. Mm. I really liked Natasha Leone in Poker Face. I, I understand the, the show didn't get nominated, but I thought she was great in it. I don't even know what Poker Face is. She has like this ability to tell when people are lying. Oh, that show! Yeah. God, I totally forgot about that show. I forgot it even existed. Um, what? That's an issue right there. Yeah. Okay. So, best actor in comedy: Bill Hader, Martin Short, Jason Segel, Jason Sudeikis, and Jeremy Allen White. Well, Jeremy Allen White should win. Yeah, he should win. But if he doesn't, for whatever weird reason, I really want Martin Short to win. That'd be I would cool. Love that too. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I really like Shrinking. I thought that show was great. If you haven't watched it out on Apple, no, Plus. it is great. I, I've only seen. Three episodes of that. Speaking and of old Harrison, or Harrison Ford. Ford is doing some great acting in that show. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, best supporting actor in comedy, Anthony Kerrigan, who just got announced it's as Metamorpho. A, yeah, Metamorpho. So, you know, I actually think he, Hank, his role for Hank, he could win this. Hank was great. He was the um, best part about Barry. Yeah, no. 
I totally I agree. Know, but Brett Goldstein's so good in Ted Lasso. So then they got Phil Dunster, uh, who was uh, what's his name in Ted Lasso? The the Brett guy. Coach, the no 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 not the coach the player. Phil Dunster. Oh, he's the uh, fucking Jamie Tart. Yeah, Jamie Tart. There you go. There you go. Uh, Brett Goldstein, James Marston. Oh, he's in Jury Duty. Okay, Ebon Moss Bacher Bachrock. That's cousin. With that one episode, he deserves to win right there, in, in my opinion. Uh, Tyler James Williams and good. Henry Winkler. I mean, Henry Winkler's great. Eh, he doesn't he's, need any more accolades. Yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so Best Supporting Actress, Alex Borstein, Ayo Edibiri, uh, Janelle James, Cheryl Lee Ralph, a lot of Abbott Elementary love. Juno Temple, Hannah Waddingham, and Jessica Williams from Shrinking. I think Abbott Elementary is single-handedly saving ABC. Oh, yeah. For sure. I've only watched a few episodes of it here and there. I'm out of... Catherine loves the show. She thinks it's great. So I think the girl from The Bear was fantastic, too. She she portrays someone with intense anxiety and and, uh, someone who has, like, insecurities really well. Oh, yeah. Like all of us. Yeah, uh, let's go to best best limited or anthology. So beef, which I started that I haven't finished it yet. I absolutely beef love is beef. Awesome, beef yeah, is fantastic. I got I'm like episode four, maybe. I'm gonna finish that Dahmer monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story, yeah. Daisy Jones and the Six. I tried watching that. I did not like it. I don't even know what that is. Uh, Fleischman is in trouble, and then Obi Wan Kenobi. Dude, Fleischman in trouble is. Also up there with some of the best TV I've ever seen this past year. Which one's that? It's good. It's great. It has Jesse Eisenberg in it, and he's going through a divorce. Oh, and, okay. I remember that trailer. Oh, uh, it's great. Like you should guys give it like a like a two three episode chance. And if I have you a hard it, I have a hard time believing it's better than Beef though. Beef was such a fun roller coaster ride. <laughs> Absolutely, but the only problem is it was on Netflix and All it right. was very digestible. So best it actress was made May twenty four though, so that might save it. That's true. Uh, best actress in limited: Lizzie Kaplan, Jessica Chastain, uh, Dominique Fishback, Catherine Hahn, Riley Keogh, and Ali Wong. I mean, I liked Beef more than anyone anything else in here. So, although yeah. Dominique Fishback was creepy and swarm, so no, you have no beef with Beef then. No, but Dominique Fishback is very creepy and swarm. Oh. If you if y'all guys seen that show, no, no. Actually, Dude. yeah, we we tried to watch it. I couldn't really get into it. It's it's a weird, creepy show. All right, so best actor in limited or anthology, we have or just TV, TV movie. Sorry, Taron Edgerton, haven't Kum- seen it. Camille Nanjiani, uh, Evan Peters, Daniel Radcliffe, Michael Shannon, yes. Stephen Yoon. Daniel Radcliffe for the win, baby. Yes, I can't believe that he was nominated as Weird Al Yankovic. It's fucking amazing. I still haven't seen that because they only had it on Epics or something. No, it's on Roku. Uh, Roku channel. Yeah, I don't have a Roku. So I can't. You don't have enough to have a Roku. You can watch it on the, your computer. We yeah. had the same conversation before, I think. I'm we not have. downloading the Roku app. <laughs> you need to. That's the only way to I watch it. I watched it on my phone. So, um, so best supporting actor in that, Murray Bartlett from Welcome to Chippendales, Paul Walter Hauser, Richard Jenkins, Joseph Lee, Ray Liotta, uh, young. Joseph Lee was the uh, the cousin who was like rich, so, right? So, he got into some legal trouble recently too. 
Uh, young oh, no, Maz- never mind. No, it's a different guy. Young Mazzino, the husband, and then uh, Jesse Plemons. Jesse Plemons. He, uh, it was a show, Love, Love and Death. I think that's the show that he was with his wife. Oh, that was that HBO show. I remember. I watched a few episodes of that and couldn't really get into it. I think Young Maziano should win for beef. Okay. Uh, let's look at uh, Best Supporting Actress Unlimited. Annalie Ashford, uh, Maria Bello, Claire Dane, Juliette Lewis, Camila Morone, Nisi Nash, and Merritt Weaver. Claire Danes for Fleischman in Trouble for yeah. me. Yeah, she okay. was awesome in that show. She, she's the ex-wife? Or? Yes. Okay. She's been good in pretty much everything. Yeah, yeah. she's great. She's particularly great in this show. Even that though. Terminator movie. Are we talking about Terminator 3? Was that what it is? 3, Rise, of, Rise the of the Machines? Yeah. yeah. It's not a good movie. No. <laughs> but <laughs> there's some great one-liners in there. With there are some great one-liners, yeah. The rest of them are best writing. We don't let uh, well, Bear, Bear should win. I mean, let's just put it out there. Best directing, best. Uh, this one I thought was uh, interesting. Best, best talk series. Uh, uh, what was it always on there um, that always won? Uh, yeah, the best writing for a limited anthology or TV movie is tough. You got beef. Fleischman's in trouble. Prey. Uh, I'd be cool if Dan Trachtenberg won for Prey. He's not going to. No, but it would be cool. I but I really want your Weird Al to win. I do I, too. I think that would be just amazing, unlikely, but amazing. I'd be, you know, Weird Al's got to come perform a song if he can. Yeah, if you he can. can. That's, a, that's that's how he should take his accept, uh, his acceptance speech, right? Um, um, so I don't remember what episode the guy from Last of Us directed one with uh, Ron Swanson guy. Do you remember wh- who directed that episode? No, I don't. That's the whoever one with direct- whoever directed that episode should win. Yeah, that's the one that has uh, uh, Murray Bartlett in it too. Whether yes, maybe but that also Mike White from White Lotus because he wrote, directed, and produced White Lotus all by himself. Yeah. Uh, or I would say that my best directing those couple episodes of Andor when they're in that prison, phenomenal. Not better than Last of Us, though. Also, not better than uh, White Lotus, in my opinion. <laughs> all right. So, uh, if you go to the Metal Geek Society, we put a, li- a list, uh, a link to all the all the ones because there's a lot here. Yeah. We'll spend way too much time talking about them all, but. Um, they have a talk series. That's a new category, I think, right? Because before it was like best variety or something. Is that new still? They also got best reality competition. Hey, RuPaul's on here. RuPaul will win. Our Top Chef was. I love Top Chef. Man, it would be awesome. If Survivor made a comeback, even though I'm the only one in the world who watches it. I think you are. Yeah, I want Jenna D. Jendi Tortovsky to win for Primal. I yeah. think that would be awesome. I don't even know what Intergalactic is. I've never even heard of that one. Best I animated. Don't know. So what's uh, the difference between a structured reality program and a reality program, a reality competition? One is a competition where they don't necessarily know who's going to win. And the other one is like shark tank is 
Real Housewives, where it's just so reality. Shark Tank is structured reality, like so you can't win in Shark Tank. No, you, you don't even well, win watching it. It's structured because they already know what products they are and whether or not they're going to invest in them before they walk in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but I don't think that's a description because, like, the unstru- unstructured, the Welcome to Wrexham is on there, and that's not Vanderpump Rules or whatever. Uh, RuPaul is the only one in there that I think is. Oh, that's Untucked. Dude, that's not even. Maybe, that's her, maybe it's that's uh, her other show. Unstructured means that yeah. it comes on on Bravo, and structured means that it comes on a different <laughs> channel. <laughs> I think it's awesome they got Welcome to Wrexham on here. I think that's great. Uh, you I might be that right. Was, that was a great show. Um, so yeah, reality, Amazing Race, RuPaul, Survivor, Top Chef, The Voice, TV movie. Hmm. Is Weird Al considered a TV movie? I guess it did yes. only come out on streaming. That is true. Dolly Parton's Magic Mountain Magic Christmas. Oh, you you watched the hell out of that show. Sure did. Speaking yeah. of uh, fucking variety series, that's the, the I don't think I've we've talked we talked about this on MSRcast, but the fucking Dolly Parton song with Rob Halford is actually pretty damn good. Oh you, yeah, I did. I tell, didn't I talk to you about I think that? We might have yeah. On my birthday. <laughs> like, why is that song so good? Yeah, it was weird. All right, um, let's move on to George Hates Metal so we can start wrapping up this this episode. Uh, Justin, you're our guest, uh, so let's, I'm going to let you introduce it and let uh, George, find out. let's find out, does George hate it or does he love it? Chances are I'm going to hate it. Chances Probably. are I'm going to hate it, but I, I wanted to stick to the, the nature of the segment. <laughs> <laughs> I, in, 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 in full disclosure, I've never heard this band either, so... So, you know, I, I listen to almost as much as Christian does. Uh, and I, I try my best to make a well-informed end of year list. Um, and one of these, th- this particular band is a, a black metal band from Croatia. It's a one man project as so many are these days. Right. Um, it's called uh, Triglav or Triglav. I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce it, but it's T-R-Y-G-L-A-V. Triglav. It's, uh, it's melodic black metal. Um, the name of the album is The Ritual, and the song that we're going to be hearing is, what did I say? The Redemption? The re- yeah, The Redemption. And I and I made a joke. I was like, are all the songs, are, everything starts with the? So and far, it yeah. does. They do, yeah. Every <laughs> song do. on the album starts with the. Um, this one, I listened to it way back in February, and yeah. I liked it a lot. Uh, but I wasn't, I, I was listening to so much regularly that I didn't have time to go back and listen to stuff. And then yeah. I rediscovered it about a month and a half ago and it's been creeping its way up my list. Um, I don't think anybody's really aware of this. Even the black metal community is not talking about it a whole lot. I bought it on vinyl. That's how much I like it. Uh, wow. so it's, uh, it's, it's going to end up in my top 10 for sure. Speaking of, we have so. George and I both have vinyls to bring in this weekend. Awesome. I need to find it first. All right, well, let's get into uh, Triglav, Triglave, Triglove, whatever, however you want to pronounce it. Uh, This is George Hates Metal. I'll be right back.
And we are back. Um, all right, George. Yeah. I want to know, what did you think of Triglav, Triglave? Triglave. Or Triglav. Uh, it was fine. Um, I wish that it was just all instrumental. I wish he didn't sing, because it kind of just ruins it. <laughs> but the music in that one song, tic-tac good. Uh, everything else I could, you know, take it or leave it. I, I, I agree with the vocal. I mean, not that I don't like the vocals. I like those style of vocals, but that's the only thing, maybe it was just this, this song, but that's the only thing that felt very black metal to me. It felt very uh, like Megadeth influenced like riffing, but very mel- mellow death uh, style as well. I, I liked it a lot. I, I'm going to go back and listen to the full album. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a short album, but I think you'll really like it. Uh, there are more black metal influences on other songs, I think. I picked the one that was the most aggressive um, just because I thought it would be fun. <laughs> it's also the shortest one in the interest of time for the show. So, Thank uh, you for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it does have a lot of mellow death influences as well. I looked him up on uh, Encyclopedia Metallum, and um, it's a one exist. It's a one man band. His name is Boris Bahara, and apparently uh, there he's an Italian guy. So this band was from Italy, yeah. Well, well he, he was Croatian. Croatia. Says they're from Croatia, but I think they were founded. He's originally from. Okay, you're right. Yeah, but I guess I, I guess he lives in Italy. So sounds like somebody's a liar. The internet's a liar. It's Encyclopedia Metallum. It says he is originally from Croatia, but it's like the the, the picture. It's him, and he's like surrounded by guys in like um, like those. What are those bird masks called? You know what I'm talking about? Epidemic masks. Yeah, plague, plague doctor masks. Yeah, oh, there you go, thank plague you. doctor. Thank you. That's what I was thinking of. I so Triglave is named after Mount Triglave, the highest mountain in Slovenia. Very cool. Sure, sure why not? And also the three-headed deity in Slavic mythology. That's probably the one he meant more than the mountain. Maybe. He might have named it after Mount. I don't know. I mean, I'm just guessing. It's a, it's a good guess. So, George, would you uh, would you listen to more of this? Uh, like I said, if it was uh, all instrumental, I think he would have a new fan, but it's not. So, no. All right. George, you Sorry. it's not the worst thing I've ever brought George to listen to. That's this not. is also true. We, we could have made it listen to King Diamond again. That's right. It could have been King Diamond, and I would have wanted to stab my ears out. So, <laughs> uh, as we're talking about metal, uh, we'll uh, we'll start with you, George. Is there anything you want to bring to our attention and to the listeners that you've been jamming that that is metal esque? Uh, the new song from Orbit Culture is pretty good. I felt like their last album kind of was kind of eh. Yeah, so, they they bring, they're getting a lot of heat behind them right now. Like they're coming on some major tour, and then I, I just want to say I found them out first, baby. But I knew them before you did, so I'm even even more of a. Yeah, you're a liar. You didn't know who they were till I brought them to the. No, table. that's not true. Their last stuff was not very good, though. It was not. The last album was pretty terrible. Yeah, it was also their first studio album, which is I think was the problem. Maybe. Um. What else? My my Spotify says I listened to a lot of Eddie Eddie Money a lot today recently. Okay, there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. 
I also listened to the new, uh, the last uh, Spider-Man soundtrack. Oh, I, I listened to the new Iotun song. Yotun. It's Yotun. Iotun. Yotun. Iotun. Well, you better pay it back then. Well, anyway, their new single's pretty good. I like it. Mistland. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love that band. I really like that song a lot. Uh, I'm hoping they'll do like a vinyl release of that track, and they're, they said they're working on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I came across this band called Hawken. I'm pretty sure you've heard of them before. Haken. Not, it, it says Hawken here. Okay. It's it's pronounced Haken though. <laughs> it, it, it says Hawken here. All right, we're gonna we're gonna have to have a new segment called George mispronounces band names. <laughs> <laughs> it's either that or try try to read a fucking band logo. It should right? be like it should it, be a that test. should be a segment. Um, uh, yeah, that band is. is Fucking phenomenal! The uh, who Hawken? Yes, the the new album. Um, yeah. It's one of my top ten albums of the year right now. I got yeah. to see them right before the pandemic. They were the opening band for the Devin Townsend show. Oh, cool! So, yeah, they have this album called Fauna. I think Fauna, yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. I've listened to I want to say like four or five songs off of it. Um, the whole album's really, really good, dude. Yeah, I really liked it. And there's this other one called. Uh, I'm gonna mispronounce it again. Al alkaloid. 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 Yeah. Sounds like a like a medicine is what it sounds like. <laughs> or a battery. Yeah. Alkaloid batteries. Uh, they have this song called Clusterfuck, which is awesome. Yeah, alkaloid agree. That's a new song too, right? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Oh yeah, I guess it, it says says so here on Spotify that it is a new song. And uh, I liked it. I like them. I think they're pretty good. If you like band like Haken and stuff like that, um, talking, I, I, I keep mispronouncing it. All right, sorry, Hawken. <laughs> Look at that shitty Dean grin. <laughs> uh, check out the band called the Anchoret. It's A N C H O R E T. I think you might dig that. Anchor rats. Anchor rent. Anchor rent. Anchor rent. A N C H O R E T. O R E T? Yeah. Anchoret. Yes. It sounds like a piece of clothing or something. Sure. We I, are Anchoret. I didn't name the band. But uh what about what about you, Justin? What's what's on your metal list right now? Uh, what have well, what have you been detecting? Huh? What have you been detecting? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, like I said, I am about a month and a half behind on my listening. You know, work's been busy, life's been busy, but um, I can give you my my highest contenders for my top ten list at the oh. moment. Um, so, Inherits the Void came out in January. Um, easily the best black metal album of the year so far. Uh, the Triglav album we just heard, the song from, fantastic. There's a band called Ontborg, O-N-T-B-O-R-G. Really dig their stuff. If is it not about animal robots, then I'm going to be severely disappointed. It's it's not. I'm sorry, George. Uh, why been, why put Borg in your name? Because they're Dutch or something. Oh, okay. I'm guessing. I guess maybe. Uh, there's a band called Ultooth. That's how it's pronounced, but it's spelled U L F U O. Um, I think we talked about them once before. I think so. Really have, dig that album. You should have had George pronounce that. Ultooth. He'd be a Ulfuya. <laughs> uh, He's the one that says Ioton, so. Yeah, yeah. The Geardlia album is really, really great. What's that? Uh, Geardlia. 
G Y R D L E A H. Oh, it's a uh, black and death metal. Good stuff. Okay. Terrible uh, band names. Terrible. Chronicle is more mellow death with some black metal influences. Uh, really enjoy the new Chronicle album. I lo- I discovered them like two or three years ago and uh, like their albums had stuff I liked on them, but they weren't good enough to be, you know, a contender. Yeah. This album actually has the, the chops to be a contender. Um, the new Moonrike album is probably my first or second favorite album of the year so far. Uh, it's it's between that and Here's the Void. That's not Queensryche, right? No, it's Moonrike. 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 Li- I can't really get enough of it. I've, I've listened to yeah. it like a hundred times already. It's wow. so good. Uh, and then a band that I discovered about a week ago called Van Sidian. Um, they're like straight up mellow death. I posted about them in the uh, Metal Geeks chat. We're in, Carrie. Yes. They do they do some like classical and thrashy stuff as well. But it's what are they called again? Van Sidian. V A N S I D I A N. Okay, I found it. Sounds like an element you find in the periodic table. It tried to it tried to like um, tell me it was Van Halen. I'm like, nope, that's not it. <laughs> the first song is just okay. And then everything after that is like a masterpiece. So I don't really, I don't really know how to gauge this album. Like they wrote a bad intro song, um, but everything else on it is so good that it makes up for it, which is something I rarely would say. Usually if a song is not that good, it kind of detracts from the whole album, but something about it being the first track, it has less of an impact. Um, it's definitely one I think everybody should check out though, because it has some incredibly masterful stuff, especially in the, tracks two through 10 or whatever. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. For now. For now. I know uh, we've probably talked about some stuff, but I'm going to talk about a couple of newer uh, things I want to put in people's ear holes. Um, Craig's Grove. Uh, the album is called fires in the fall. That album is fucking fantastic. It's yeah, um, really good. It's right behind me for like fires in the distance. How much of a of a band I discovered so much that I love so much this year that it's it's melodic, it's heavy, it's um it's blackened, it's thrashy, it's everything. All the elements that I fucking love are on this album. Um, so please check out Craig's Grave, Grave, whatever you want to call it. Um, I want to talk about this band Orphans at Dusk. Uh, I keep on harping about this band. I guess it's better than Orphans at Night, I guess. Orphans of Dusk, I'm sorry. Uh, I said at. It's of. If you're a fan of, like, Wood de Vipre, I nobody listened to your joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> I did. It was funny. <laughs> he said, or, you said Orphans at Dusk, and yeah. George said, I guess it's better than Orphans at a different time of day or night or whatever. Yeah, at night is what and I said. And then you, you said that it's not at dusk, it's, it's Orphans of dusk, at Dusk. Yeah. Which just makes the, I don't know, something about the imagery of orphans at a particular time of day amusing. I don't know. George and I have weird sense of humor. I don't know what to say. <laughs> uh, well, all righty then. Uh, all no. right. If you are a fan of typo negative, uh, like 90s peaceful era, um, dooms, death metal, and like what to Vipre, this is the fucking album for you to check out. This um, is the one. Yeah, I, my my favorite song is called "I'm Going to Haunt You." 
Um, I am. <laughs> I'm going to haunt you when I die is actually the song title. It's fucking great. Um, and there's parts of the, there's, there's times when the singer sounds like fucking Burton C. Bell from Fear Factory. Wow. Are you sure yeah. it's not Burton C. Bell from Fear Factory? It is not Burton. He's not doing anything else right now. That is true, but it's not. Um, there's a band that I know, uh, Justin is a fan of. I listened to the new Black Braid album today. That's really fucking good. Uh, yeah, it was, I actually haven't heard the second out second. Yeah. This is Black great. Braid, Black Braid two. Really fucking good. Um, I don't know. I like Black Braid three more. You would. It's not even out yet. So <laughs> I got it. I got it early. Did you? Uh, I want to talk about this other band. Uh, Die Humane. It's one word. Uh, it was formed by somebody you might actually even know, George. You know Josh Vargas, local film guy? Uh, sounds vaguely familiar. So he's from Houston, uh, Galveston area. So this is the uh, a band that was formed out of the pandemic. Um, it, it features um, this uh, great vocalist, Garrett West, but uh, former Exodus gu- guitar player Rick Hunolt is in the band. Uh, and then Sal Abrascado, who uh, former Typo Negative Life of Agony drummer, is their drummer. He's also the main guy behind the band, A Pale Horse Named Death. If you haven't heard them, they're great too. But it's just, it's a weird, this is their description. Imagine if Celtic Frost got into a car crash with a perfect circle, nine-inch nails, and typo negative while listening to Pink Floyd. This is what you would get. It's really... So, so it sounds like nonsense, basically. No, you sound like nonsense. This sounds like a great record. Uh, no, it's... Only person, only time a band will ever put that many recognizable band names in a, in a singular sentence is hoping they will catch everybody to... Well, it helps when one of the guys that you're mentioning is in the band, so... The drummer from Typo Negative is in the band. It's no, it's actually re- it's a very interesting album. Um, uh, it, it's I, I think you would actually like it, Justin, a lot. Nice. George, maybe not so much. What's the band's name again? Die Humane. I Humane. Die like you like oh, you die. Die Humane. Yep. I'm about to say like man, Apple came out with a metal band. <laughs> <laughs> they they would right. Um, you mentioned the the Yotun. I was going to mention that that new single. It's fucking Yotun. Yotun. If you dude, if you I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna message this dude and tell him that you keep pronouncing his band name wrong. I'm gonna. You want me to look it up? There's a, there was a video of him pronouncing his own band name in an interview. So I, I know and he said Iotun, right? He did not because get, the letters. I'm gonna get George a bunch of Iotun T-shirts for uh, for Christmas. <laughs> I'll take a shirt. Except, except they're gonna be from Custom Inc., so they're actually gonna say Iotun. Iotun, that'd be great. <laughs> The other, the other release I want to talk about is the brand new Saturnus album. Um, man, this, if you like Death Doom, um, they haven't put out an album out since like maybe 2009, but I, the album's called The Storm Was In. It's such a fucking phenomenal album. Uh, Justin, this is something I think you would dig too. You like, I know you don't really like slower Death Doom stuff, but. There's a lot of faster elements in this album, too, I think you would dig. Um, check it out, maybe. Hopefully you would like it, but 
I know you're not into the Doom as much as I am, but I mean, I'll give it a shot. Georgian, I, I, I think you might like it too. Um, there's a one song that's like a a, a very pretty beautiful song. It's mostly like just like acoustic guitar type stuff, but it has Paul Kerr from uh, November's Doom singing on it too. And it's really awesome. It's a good album. Um, yeah, that's that's it for me right now with metal. I have to uh, catch up. I have there's a lot of stuff I have not listened to recently. I'm trying to get my my list back up to speed. So I'm working on my you know my top albums. You know, but it's been it's been a slow roll recently with that. Yeah, same same here. I think it's for yeah. all of us. It's been yeah. a year. It's been kind of a hard year to like listen to everything. It has number one way too much coming out. Yep. <laughs> And number two, we're all so busy. That's exactly it. Exactly it. All right. Thank you guys for hanging out with us again. We have uh, not one more segment that we have to get to. And this is the George segment. So I'm going to let him introduce it real quick. Yeah, guys. It's that time of the week where you get to figure out what's tickling your little geek. Why it's got to be little? Because well, that's what it is. Oh, come Jewish. Is that why? Wow, man. <laughs> insecure much aren't we <laughs> all right go for it dude. uh so for me this week i'm uh got tickets to go see the new uh mission impossible movie uh dark reckoning what is it something like that part one yeah part one i think it's called dark reckoning right is that not the title you're the mission impossible fanboy I am. I'm a big fan. It's a yeah. Oh, it's Dead Reckoning, not Dark Reckoning. Sorry. Dead Reckoning I, is, also, is a great album from Threshold. Yeah, I'm just thinking of all of the uh, metal stuff from earlier. Uh, you know, Ioton really threw me for a loop. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm really excited. It's part one of a two series that they filmed back to back. I really hope it's great. The uh, Filmed in IMAX, some of the trailers alluded to a giant like train crash, which makes me think that yeah. you're doing an Uncharted movie better than Uncharted. That's uh, not hard to do. <laughs> and um, I don't know. I'm excited. Tom Cruise seems excited. I, you might have a somebody you know sitting next to you on Sunday. Oh, yeah? You Maybe. coming? Maybe. All right, cool. We'll figure it out. Sounds about, like a plan. What about you, Justin? What are you? What's tickling your geek? Uh, well, I don't get to go to the movies too often, but whenever I do, I tend to try to go see A24 movies because that's what I love and what I can justify getting a babysitter for. Um, so the new movie Talk to Me is coming out. Oh yeah, I forgot that was an A24 movie, but that movie looks really good. I want to see that. It, it's very interesting looking. Um, they're playing. You know, those guys were like comedy YouTubers before I know, they made this I know. movie. Uh, Guys like us. That's kind of why I want to see it. All right, why can't why can't we do that? Come on, A twenty four. Because we didn't take time to write a movie and make one. We could. Yeah, we could. We certainly could. But I'm excited for that. I'm also kind of excited to watch uh, Guardians of the Galaxy three whenever it comes to Disney Plus because I like Guardians and I'm. Have you seen it? You haven't seen it? No. Okay. It's, uh, it should be coming soon. Though. You can Plus, buy and right? rent it now. So yeah, I, it's I, I don't. Come. I don't want to pay 25 bucks for it. I'll just wait and watch it for free. It's a good movie. It it is. I liked it. Most of the other straight to Disney plus movies or, or the Disney movie, the Marvel movies that have gone to Disney plus have just been okay. So I'm, I'm a little hesitant to spend money on Marvel movies lately, (laughs) but guardians, James Gunn, you know, eh. guardians was 
a lot of fun. Way better than the second one. Oh, yeah. Much Good. better. Glad to hear that. Um, my Geek Tickle is also a movie. I have tickets for not this week, but the week after on Wednesday for the Haunted Mansion. Oh, yeah. That, I'm, that, does that come out this week? I thought it comes out uh, in it come, August. It, no, it comes out on the 28th, but I'm going on Wednesday night uh, of that week. And if I if, through AMC, if you buy um, – the 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 prime theater or whatever you get a free glow in the dark patch. I'm uh, gonna be I'm gonna be that motherfucker at a metal you're gonna, show. You're gonna be the gonna, one guy watching the movie by yourself at the uh, patch. Uh, no, well maybe. Carrie bought every seat in the theater so he could get like thirty of them. <laughs> um, make a whole jacket of them. Yeah, that's probably not we a bad idea. Get, he could, he could probably get, sell them for a racket on Macari or we, whatever. We at least get two of them. So. Uh, yeah, I'm going to put that on my metal jacket and then go to a show and then be that guy with a glow in the dark Haunted Mansion patch pissing people off in the show. I'm excited for that Haunted Mansion movie. I hope it's good. I, I hope, hope it's good too. Good. It's got to be. I, mean, I plan on seeing it, but you know, not high hopes because uh, Disney's been nothing but in the mud as of late. It's got to be better than the Eddie Murphy movie. That's all I can say. It doesn't have to be. It's at least at least as good, maybe. Yeah. Well, that movie wasn't very good. <laughs> I'm setting the bar low, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we're hitting about almost two hours now, so I think it's time to wrap it up. So, thanks to uh, Justin for hanging out with us again tonight. It's been a lot of fun. Don't you know you're supposed to wrap it up before you tickle my geek? Hey, <laughs> uh, I've been married for twenty, almost twenty years. I don't need to do that. Okay. All right. Only with you though. Oh, fine. I'll do it for you. I'll be, I'll be nice. All right. Um, but yeah, thank you again for your, uh, I was going to say quote unquote jokes tonight, but <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. That's for both of you guys. Um, so let's talk about our, where you can find us. We're, uh, on all the social medias at metal geeks, find our sister show at MSR cast there as well. Uh, we're on the internet at www.metalgeeks. Hold on. HTTP colon. No, I'm just Wow. That's old school. So metalgeeks.net. Uh, we're on all kinds of places where you can download your favorite podcasts. We're on Spotify, Apple Music, all those cool places. Uh, we mentioned a few times, if you're on Facebook, come check us out at, on, at our group there, the Metal Geek Society. Um, yeah, and all the social medias. Uh, I think that's it for me. What about you guys? Uh, you can find me on all of the social medias. I'm not on threads yet, yet uh, on threads as we are. yet. We are. We are. We're on threads. Oh, well, there you go. You can catch me on threads on with Metal Geeks, I guess. I'm not on there personally yet, but maybe someday. I'm not yeah. sure. Uh, I'm on threads. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, you can find me at George Tripsis, where I post clips of shit that I make. And talk about movies. All right. What, Justin? Uh, you can find me as at Comical JC on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, if you like, check out the other show George and I do once a year. <laughs> it's the Mind Fudge Comedy Podcast. Uh, available at mindfudgecomedy.com. It is a yearly podcast. It, it has become a yearly podcast, yes. <laughs> that is not through any fault of our own. It's entirely Andy. But what yep. can we do? Agreed. Well, thanks again, everyone, for hanging out with us uh, this evening. As always, one last thing we have to say. Balls. No, not that. Tickling balls. No. Well, you have to tickle the balls. I mean, come on. Oh, okay. What else? Keep it. Uh, keep it Ioton. 
I was about, I was oh, my fucking joke, man. Iotani. Iotani. All right. Uh, okay. We Come keep on. it metal, guys. We keep it metal. And and keep it whippy, like Indiana Jones. Whippy, you know. I was going to say geeky, but whippy works too. Yeah. All right. Good night, everyone. Night, guys. <laughs> Hey, Geekazoids. Thanks for listening to another fine podcast brought to you by MSR Productions. All rights reserved, blah, 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 blah. For reviews, archives of our podcasts, and all your other metal geekery needs, please visit metalgeeks.net. Keep it geeky. Keep it metal.